0: Well, let's start off with afternoon test match. Forty, mate, I don't know about you, Cam, are you feeling like a kid again? Are you feeling like your youth again because we've got an afternoon test match?
1: I am, mate, I am. I I think back and I I think there was a uh, Bledisloe in Dunedin at 2.30 in the afternoon back in 2001, but I cannot recall too many afternoon kickoffs since. It might have been Canada, Rugby World Cup, Wellington, 2011, but uh, very rare and very welcome return, I must say.
0: You can't remember much about that game in Dunedin. Why? Because you were on the bank at Carisbrook, were you?
1: No, I wasn't, actually. I was I was in a <laughs> pub, um, so that's probably why I can't record too much about it. Uh, but we did lose that as well, so perhaps I'd try to forget that uh, conveniently.
0: <laughs> oh, fantastic. I can't wait for it. It really is going to be uh, something new. Um, as far as the game itself, rather than maybe breaking down the game, um, Grant, how do you feel about this? Who in that 23-man New Zealand squad is in the... I've yet to receive my um, uh, you know, e-ticket to go to the Rugby World Cup, if you know what I mean. Who's got the most sort of at stake if we look at some individuals?
1: Yes, well, uh, you'd have to say uh, Dallas McLeod. Uh, he's on the bench today. Um, great that he's getting his first test, but he would have to be under some pressure to go to, to France. He just might not be room for him. Uh, Braden Enor. Sean Stevenson, um, if they're going to take only 14 backs, uh, it's going to be very tight for these guys to make it, uh, even if they play well today. So I suspect those guys are on the cusp. And then um, Sammy Penny Finau, uh another debutant today, uh, he may play well and come through and still miss the cut. Um, so yeah, there's uh, there's probably uh, it's pretty hard to see some of those guys playing their way in unless there's injuries further down the track.
2: Campbell, I would have thought, I mean, you know, obviously cricket and rugby are very different sports, but in terms of selection, you know, leading up to a, a Cricket World Cup, we'd want to play as close to our best, you know, 11, and the combinations that we're going to be playing in a World Cup so that you can get used to playing in that position. So in rugby, would there still be um, a level of, well, let's look after this person. They've had a lot of time on their legs. Is there still a lot of that happening leading into today's test match?
1: Yes, absolutely. So someone like Scott Barrett uh, doesn't have to prove anything and he's uh, had a big workload. Mm. So the fact that he's rested is uh, is fair enough. Uh, I certainly get what you're saying. I mean, it, you could argue that they've got three easy pool games next month to play their way in, other than the the, the France opener, of course. Uh, so there, there will be some mixing and matching going on next month anyway over there. Um, but I think uh, the all Blacks have played close to their top 15 and three tests now, and, and now is a bit of time for some experimentation, or just to check on fitness, um, and just to give a few guys a run to see whether they may actually uh, put their hand up if there's injuries further down the track. So, you know, I think it's a fair selection. Um, Twelve changes. The Wallabies haven't quite done the same thing, but they don't have as much cattle to play with.
2: It must be so difficult balancing when a player like Scott Barrett, who's in great form obviously, and then you say, okay, well, you're going to sit out. Surely when you're in good form, you want to be playing them so that balance of going into pool games like you say easy sort of first couple of rounds but you know how do you have to balance that that subtlety of you know the guys that are in good form but keeping them fresh and and making sure that you've got that impact every time that you put your top 15 on the field
1: well I'm sure they have all the stats and data as to how many contacts they've had and how many minutes and um, you know and, and and their workload generally so they probably weigh all those things up but we don't we don't have access to, uh, to that, in the rugby public, uh, as such, so they, you know, they would know if a player just needs a rest at a particular time. But I guess, uh, I mean, someone like Barrett just loves playing all the way through. But we saw that also. Sam Whitlock does as well, and I think a few years ago he was uh, he was just about uh, um, out on his feet towards the end of the season. So they don't want that happening. Uh, Sam Whitlock himself, of course, hasn't played that much rugby this year, so so he'll be keen for the the start today, and uh, and and obviously. You know looking towards the World Cup he'll have ample, ample opportunity as well so I think it's an, an individual case-by-case case thing um, as far as workloads and where players are so uh, yeah I mean it's probably fair enough
0: are you a little bit confused like I am they're playing Sean Stevenson and where they're playing him on the wing um, I, I thought I think he's on the outer if I, if I'm to write down my 33man squad or is it now um, he's, he's vying against maybe No and Caleb Clark as a winger because of course he was you know brilliant for the chiefs at fifteen.
1: Well, certainly is his best position. Uh, he was the best yes. Super Rugby there. Uh, Will Jordan's probably the best fullback in New Zealand, per se, though, so he's starting there today. So, Stevenson, I, I guess it's a tough one. He's he's not in his best position, but, hey, you' your first All Blacks cap. You're not going to turn that down. But having said that, I, I don't know the extent of uh, Naurua's injury. I think Caleb Clark's uh, certainly a left wing, and I think he's probably going to go with Foyanganuku if Foyanganuku can get through today uh, unscathed. So... Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you could argue it's a bit tough on Stevenson, but he's probably waiting in the wings, uh, literally, as it were. So if, if there is an injury over in, in France, he could well get the call-up. Uh, having said that, we've got so many fullbacks um, in this country at the moment, it's ridiculous. You've got, um, yeah. got Damien McKenzie can play there, and I would have liked to have seen him have a run there um, at, at some stage as well. And you've got bowden Barrett who played well in the first two tests. So we've just got too many fullbacks uh, who are good and in form in this country.
0: Hey, one last one on the test before we get into some Wellington propaganda, as we like to do when uh, the Bunnings NPC season <laughs> hits us. Um, as far as the Australian perspective of this test, they look back um, and probably see some good parts. You know, it's really tight until New Zealand score what a try, a minute and a half beyond the 40 minutes, right on the stroke of half time. And it's still close um, until that period when New Zealand score those three, including that incredible length of the field try, in the space of eight or nine minutes. Did it feel like a game that matched the scoreline, if you know what I mean?
1: No, it didn't. I think uh, not so much flattering uh, the Blacks because they came home strong and, and played well in that second half, but the, the Wallabies were very committed and their forwards stood up well, I think, uh, considering that they're probably outmatched in that first half. But they haven't got Michael Hooper bear in mind and they, they played very well. They were really committed to the tackle and they just hung in there hard. And... Um, Funnily enough, if you look through their team list today, their, their back line looks stronger today. Their, their forwards just don't have an imposing look about them. But a lot of those guys are, are pretty rugged and committed. I mean, Bellatini, Fraser McWright on the open side, uh, Nick Frost, a good line at forward at lock. So so, so they're actually not a bad pack. They just don't stack up on yeah. paper next to the All Blacks. But it's a question of how much ball they get in the back line, whether Carter Gordon who works. I, I thought played all right uh, other than a few kicking errors last week. Uh, he, you know, he plays quite flat to the line. So if he can get some decent ball from the new captain, Tate McDermott, um, you know, there might be some chance for the Wallabies' backs to cut some capers there.
0: Uh, Bunnings, MPC time. Big smile on our faces. Uh, Tasman beats Otago 27-15 and Taranaki beats Counties Monaco uh, 37-29. The other two games that have been played today, we've got Hawks Bay, North Harbour. Manawatu up against uh, Wellington, never an easy, never a good place to go to, Palmerston North in general, right? Just ask the Spanish women's football team, <laughs> front. Uh, are you as outraged as us, uh, Campbell? We're, we're, we're thinking of um, storming out of our office here at the TAB and storming into the head office uh, of the bookies and asking how on earth are Wellington not favourites to win the win the competition? Second favourites behind Canterbury, it's, it's scurrilous. Scandalous. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, they, they are defending their, their crown, and I I, I suspect, uh, yeah, look, it's going to be tight there. I, I think they're not far off. Uh, don't worry about that. They do have a couple of big Shield games coming up as well. So if they can if they can actually defend their title, then fair play to them. That would be a huge effort. But bear in mind, they weren't even favourites last year going into that final and did the damage. So, um, and and they've got quite a settled squad. So I don't think the T O D is is that far away from uh, from where Wellington will, will finish up. But I mean, I expect them to. Take down the turbos uh, by thirteen plus today, so to, to kick things off well.
0: How do you view the NPC? Is is it vital to the lifeblood of New Zealand rugby? Is it has it been overlooked and um, you know not maximised by New Zealand rugby? Your overall feelings of this comp?
1: Yeah, well, look at uh, I mean, I, I certainly love it. It's hugely important. I think yeah. it has been marginalised in recent times, but I think there's um, they've got the format just about right now. Uh, barring that uh, problematic storm week, so I think it's still absolutely a vital competition. They're bringing the salary cap down. Um, they're making it more of a, a semi-professional comp. It was never fully professional, and I think people have to view it through that prism rather than thinking it's going to be Super Rugby standard. Uh, there's a lot of promising players, and uh, you know uh, butchers, bakers, and uh, and, hmm. and lawyers coming up from coming up from club rugby, and with the pros coming down from Super Rugby, so it's a hell of a challenging. Uh, time for coaches to try and meld these players together. But, you know, I, I, I think the product um, stands up. There were two good games last night. And, yeah, I, I just think it's absolutely vitally important. We still... Well, there's still chance for a Bolter to make super rugby teams uh, from from this. It's not like it was years ago, but it's still uh, still very much the lifeblood of our game.
0: Speaking of Friday night's game, how did David
1: Havili look? Sharpest attack, 40 minutes. And uh, I can only presume he was taken off because that was all they mm. were wanting to see And on that um, right. basis. And he, he, helped, he helped Jasmine to that 27-15 victory at second five there. Um, he, he was coming back from a hamstring and just had, showed no signs of, of that impeding him. So I would uh, expect that would probably mean he's going to be named given his versatility in the All Blacks mm. World Cup squad on Monday.
2: Well, I'm just looking at Daniel McCarty's sheet over here, which has got a number of names in there. And Havili? Question mark. So can we give that, that, that a, a great, little
0: tick? Yes. Well, I've got, well, got Braden Ennoi also. 7 PM. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, it, it's exactly what Campbell's uh, discussed. It was, it was more about um,
2: health more than anything. Grant? Oh, I, you know, this, this competition fascinates me because I think of the psyche of, of the players. Do these players, do you think that they, they're still eyeing up Super Rugby or they're eyeing, you know, overseas positions after playing NPC?
1: Well, I think in the first instance, they'd love to play Super Rugby, some of them. Uh, some of them have probably got contracts to go to after the NPC. So, yep, for some, it's going to be, uh, you know, looking at Super Rugby, which is the pathway to the All Blacks. Uh, for others, they're looking for a, for a deal elsewhere. But you'd like to think they'll just get their head down and play what's in front of them and bring, bring some of that provincial pride out. Because if you're just playing for a contract, then you'll probably get found out in a, in a team situation if you're only playing for yourself.
2: You know, I guess that's what, what I'm asking is I guess the intensity uh, that the players are going to bring, there's, there's a lot to gain, but also that, that pride of playing for your city as well. I know both Daniel and I are very proud the fact that Wellington still has the shield, and uh, you know last season was a proud moment for m- many Wellingtonians, and I think that that's something that can really raise the profile of this competition.
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh and you know, it is funny, Wellington have been the bridesmaids for so long, I still can't believe they've only won the won the overall comp five times in forty seven years. It just, just <laughs> doesn't seem right, uh, but they have been they have been uh, they have been beaten finalists so uh, many, time, many times many times. So yeah. <laughs> but I I'm I'm actually tipping uh Auckland to uh, to come through, uh given they'll have oh. Kerry Iwani, uh Patrick Tui Angus Talvao and Roger Tui Vasashek among others So uh, given they've got some fringe All there, I think Auckland will have the depth to um, to make it all the way through to the final. It might be, a, might well be an Auckland Wellington final, and very much closer than the semi final last year where Auckland just just fell apart uh, in front of the Lions onslaught.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, you make a really good point about their squad. They're looking very strong, hence why I think they're locked in at third favourites at our But You have calmed us down. You've calmed us down. We're not going to, uh, you know, storm the head bookie offers at the TAB. Thank you for your wisdom, uh, your enlightenment. Uh, Thanks for your time, as always, my friend. We'll catch up with you real soon, I hope. Thanks, Campbell.
1: No problems at all, fellas. Thank you.